Hey, friendly reminder, this podcast is not for kids or people who have a stick up their ass. Friday, 5.58 p.m. I'm sleeping with my best friend's husband. I think my uncle killed someone in I his think suicide. I am I a sugar baby. Mom addicted to Adderall. I think I my sister is my actually my uncle's kid. My What's your secret? Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Beyond the Secret. My name is Ace Fanning, and with February being the month of love and people making love, I thought that it would be fun to bring some love from myself to all of you in the form of a bonus episode. But before we start, I just need you to be aware of a few things. So I'm really excited about the fact that I'm bringing you a husband and wife together in one interview. But when I originally planned this interview, I just assumed that they would be together. And it wasn't until right before we met, I realized that they would actually be apart for it. And I've never done an interview with multiple people contributing from different places. And the reason that I'm telling you that is just that there are a few audio hiccups in here. So I apologize, but again, it's a bonus episode. I I did the absolute best I could. Second, it is so important to me that this podcast always remains anonymous, even when my guests don't care to be anonymous. And so for this interview, I refer to them as A and J, but there is one point when a name gets slipped and I couldn't edit it out and have it still make sense. So before you message me freaking out, it's it's not a mistake really. And this couple doesn't even want to be anonymous. They want to be out in the open. But just do me a favor. Let's be respectful and you know not start trying to type in names and find people, just, you know, play it cool, maybe, a little bit. Okay, promise? Anyways, I really loved this couple and their story, and I feel like the conversation flowed so well, but I feel like we barely even scratched the surface on everything that I wanted to know about them, And so that was when I decided to change things up a little bit and do something fun. And I asked this couple if they would be willing to do a live Q&A for Beyond the Secret. Like, cameras on, you could be in the audience, ask your questions directly, and see who these people are, like, in the flesh. And I am, to say the least, really freaking excited about it. So, Sunday, February 28th, the three of us will be going live for Patreon members, and you can join us and be part of all the fun. And if you are not yet a Patreon member, there is a link in the show notes that not only will allow you to be a part of the Q&A, but you're also going to get the full uncensored version of this episode, plus access to the entire backlog of everything that has been uploaded to Patreon so far. I'm excited. I'm beyond excited. Like, I feel like I need to calm down a little bit about it, But I love things like this. I love getting to be live. I also love that during these lives, I get to see the people who actually listen to the show instead of just sitting here talking blankly to myself. (sighs) Okay, I've talked enough. Here we go. This bonus secret, Mr. and Mrs. Swing, the life 
of Swingers. Tell me about yourselves. I mean, I think just in general, we're pretty normal couple. We both work. We have kids. I'm more of an extrovert. I definitely am social and like to keep a good close circle of friends. I do not like to be at home. I'm not very much a homebody. I like to be out and speaking to people, which that's been a little hard with everything (laughs) that's been going on. I don't know. I would say like if you just looked at us in normal everyday life, we are just look like your average couple. You wouldn't know for sure. How would you guys describe your marriage? Just without this secret in there, like what would I see if I were to live with you for a day in your marriage? (laughs) I mean, I would definitely, I I just think, I think we're kind of weird and quirky. We joke around and play around a lot. Um, A big thing of our relationship is that we were best friends before we got together. So we definitely have a playful friendship first. Um, I think if you see us out in public, we always get told that we're very affectionate. PDA doesn't really bother us. You'll probably see us with our hands almost all over each other all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I can't walk past her in the house without touching her at least once. And if I don't touch her when I walk by, she makes me known that I didn't touch her. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you guys are very uh, horny. All the time. (laughs) He's a lot more than I am. So I'm curious, and I was telling this to your wife before we started the interview. My favorite part about these secrets and these stories is just hearing about how the hell do people one day in a marriage find themselves being like, hey, I was thinking, what if we fuck like other people? And like, how does that come, like, how does it come up? How does that conversation go over? And what does that look like for you guys? I definitely initiated the very first conversation about it. I, I've, I've been the one who's never believed in monogamy. It's been a it's been a social struggle for me because I always just I think I thought always something was wrong with me. And so those first couple of conversations, having that with your partner is hard. I think there's you're fearful of judgment that, you know, something is wrong with you. But it turns out like it was just a very open and honest conversation of he was willing to hear me out and listened to how I was feeling and really took my feelings into consideration. And I will tell you, it was a lot of communicating before we decided to like jump balls deep into this lifestyle, literally and figuratively. I well, guess. <laughs> well, and I think we, we talked about it for almost a year before we actually started doing anything. Yes. Jay, what was it like for you I think most people think like, oh, if the wife brings this to her husband, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go fuck some people, dude. But like, (laughs) honestly, how did you feel when she brought the idea of swinging up to you? My, My jerk reaction was I was scared. I was scared because I thought that I was going to lose my wife to some random dude one day. So it's, it's 100% an insecurity response. Your jerk response is every insecurity you've ever had about yourself is coming to light because this is someone that I've been in love with for 16 years, damn near. So A is definitely the only woman I never cheated on. Um, we were together. We've been together for five years before we started doing this. But this is also the same time where I was struggling with myself as well. And her sex drive was far beyond mine. And I was going through some stuff. And um, basically, it the conversation helped us both find each other again. You know, I guess you could say. Hey, for you, when 
you went into your marriage, did you always have plans that, hey, I'm going to get married, I'm going to be in a, a marriage with a husband, but I know that I don't want to be monogamous forever? Well, I can take it back like before, you know, Jay and I met, it was, I never thought I was going to be married and never thought I was going to have kids. There's just something different about him that I knew that I wanted to be with this person for the rest of my life. You know, and then we had, you know, he had his daughter and I definitely fell in love with her first and then, you know, fell in love with him. And, you know, our next boy came along and then it's always been something in the back of my mind. It was, ne- it was never a plan, I guess, to bring this up, but I was constantly struggling with how to bring up these feelings. So, I mean, with us being together for a a very long time before this came up, it was a sense of fear as to how he's gonna react when I bring up this feeling because I will never cheat. I was never going to cheat on him. Um, I've always been very open and honest and I wanted to have that conversation and see where it led. And it took many conversations, lots of tears, um, lots of hugs and love and understanding and time to get us both on the same page because we, we were so strong before. And I think it was a fear of, you know, what could happen if we do throw this in there? Will it make us stronger? Will it break us apart? And so I think through so much communication and him just being completely understanding of my feelings and not really disregarding anything, we were able to, I guess, come and do it together. (laughs) Well, and um, the conversations, I had to go into them with an open mind because your jerk reaction is, hell no, I don't want to share my amazingness that I have right here, but I, I'm i not going to take any life experiences from her either. It was a hard conversation to have at first, but then it's blossomed into something we could have never expected. A, would you say that you felt fulfilled in your marriage but dissatisfied in your sex life? when this conversation came up? I don't think, I don't think dissatisfied at all. Jay is one of the greatest people I've been with in the bedroom. And I don't, I don't think dissatisfied is the word. I think there are things that I wanted that he was too scared to give me because we are in love. And I think there's a place where you can't really go with that person if you love them because Sometimes it gets, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say like too, too real, maybe, if that's. You know I'm going to ask it, so you might as well tell me. What exactly were you hoping to happen to you in the bedroom that wasn't <laughs> happening? Like, did you want to get smacked in the face? Did you want to get spit on? What? Yeah, I mean, the, old, the older I get, the more kinkier shit I'm finding out about myself. I, I, I wanted to get more into BDSM. I wanted to, you know, maybe get a little, I no, not a little, I wanted it more rough. Yep. I wanted to get slapped around, tied up belts, pain. And, and I think with that, it comes with us. That's a scary territory. Do you feel like when this conversation came up that Jay tried to bring you any sort of compromises like, hey, like, you know, what if we did a threesome or what if I tried to slap the shit out of you while we're having sex or like, <laughs> did those things come up as a way to try to avoid being swingers? Yeah, they definitely came up. I mean, he was willing to try you know, almost like everything that I asked for and that I wanted, 
and he got more comfortable with it for sure like got more comfortable with you know slapping or choking and i mean then i got to see him develop into you know being more dominant in the bedroom and um we definitely spoke about having threesomes i even told him that i won't do anything first with anybody like i want you to go out and experience it get hit on get phone numbers talk to women sleep with somebody first like i totally wanted him to experience it i've always been open to having threesomes male or female um and so i definitely was trying to push him into try it first before you know i stepped you know i stepped into it what was the putting your toes in the pool moment for you guys that you feel like was your first attempt into the lifestyle i also want to point out the fact that i call it the lifestyle because i uh-huh. am so hip on the language and i'm giving myself credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is the lifestyle <laughs> okay the first time i would say with a f- friend of mine um Jay and her husband were really good friends and me and her became really good friends through hanging out. And eventually, you know, we be, I mean, best friends, me and her became best friends. And eventually we kind of started experimenting with each other and they were completely okay with it. They weren't into swapping, but they were okay with us being with each other. So her and I would get together go out have drinks make out at the bar go back to her place or our place we would play we would fuck and they were perfectly okay with that and i think that was the first toe dip and then um well we also have to explain why we did that too we also have to explain like i was always out of town working in the oil field and stuff like that so yeah, I mean, he was definitely, I mean, there was times where he was out of town and she, she was a great comfort. I mean, we were, not only were we best friends, but we had a great time in the bedroom together. And then I think after her, we ran into a group of people at a bar in our local town. And I remember looking at this group of people and I was so confused because all the women were wearing black dresses, which to this day, I think still think is bizarre, but they were all wearing black dresses and all the men and they were walking around and they were like groping each other and sticking hands up their dresses. And I just remember being so infatuated with this group of people because I honestly thought that the women, (laughs) I thought the women were escorts or prostitutes that had been hired to be there. (laughs) Ended up seeing a, couple that we knew and so we ended we just started talking to them we had knew them before you know curiosity killed the cat because i opened my mouth and i was i asked like what what is happening what are you guys doing is this a bachelor party are these prostitutes and i remember him he was just dying i mean he's dying laughing he's like no we're swingers that was the moment that we started talking to this couple about getting into this group of this with the swinger it's lifestyle. A lot bigger than we thought, too. Oh yeah. Jay, how did you feel when your wife would go out with her best friend and you knew that they were going home and making out and having sex with each other? So it never bothered me because it wasn't another man. So let me stick that out there for just a second. So she was always trying to push for threesomes and shit with other girls because she's always liked women too. She's very bi. And we've completely confirmed that now. But um, I would never indulge in another woman threesome because I felt like it wasn't fair to her because at that time, I would never allow another man. So the fact that she had a girlfriend basically while I was out of town was comforting to me that she was being taken care of because I was gone a lot. 
Did you ever have feelings, though, of like, hey, I'm traveling for work. I'm jerking off again for the 10th time this week. And she gets to be at home with this woman and fulfilling her sexual fantasies. Like, did that jealousy ever come over you? Actually, no. I was expecting it to do that. I thought about, you know, screwing around when I was out of town. But at the time, we weren't really talking about that. You know, every man does that in the oil field because it's it's a hard life sometimes to be away from your family for 30 days straight. And sometimes all you want is a section of just attention from anybody at that point. You know what I'm saying? So I thought about it, but I never acted on anything. And it, I was jealous to a certain point just because you know, it's it's an insecurity. That's all that is. But it wasn't a top priority in my head, I guess you could say. After you guys go out and you are, you see these swingers who look like <laughs> prostitutes, do you go home and just start like... They really did, though. <laughs> do you just go home and start like re- going to Google and being like, how to be a swinger? That was my wife. (laughs) Um, I was infatuated with finding more people that thought the way I did. I, I was shocked. I was shocked to find out that there is like groups of people. I always, I mean, I always knew that there was, you know, a couple here and there, but little did I know that it is a, huge population and maybe it's just our town but it's a it's way bigger than you would ever expect what was the first time when you guys went out to something as swingers (laughs) um the first time we went out as swingers was to a swinger party i'm i'm curious about the invite to a swinger party, like, do they send you an evite? Do you like RSVP? Do you get to see everyone else who's on the list? Or is it just like these people who you knew were like, oh, you guys should totally come check out this party? Yeah. So the couple that we knew that we had met at the bar with the group that we thought were prostitutes, they had taken us out to dinner and just to talk about the lifestyle. They wanted, you know, to see what questions we had. Who do we know? Do we know anyone? And from then, we found out that there is a Facebook group of just people in our town. And I'm thinking this group's going to have like 20 people. No, it has over 100. And you get invited to this Facebook page. 100 couples. Yeah, you get invited to this Facebook page. And it's a page full. I mean, you know, either they're posting memes or jokes, but then there's like, tits and dicks and ass and lingerie everywhere everybody posts pictures and comments and talks and this is where they post events and we end up just like you said like we got an e-invite <laughs> you know to to come to this party and um of course before you go you know look up who all's gonna be there <laughs> i feel like the yeah. overall idea that I have of swingers is that a lot of them tend to be older. In this case, was that true for the situation in the Facebook group that you found yourself in? Yeah, yeah, I think we're the youngest. And approximately how old are the two of you? 31 and 33. Oh, you guys are really young. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So... I mean, I think we start at the beginning. What do you wear to a swinger party? <laughs> oh my God, this is a, this is my favorite question because I spent maybe two hours trying to figure out what the fuck to wear to this thing Be- because I I'd never been to one. And I was just like, I don't know if I pull up at five o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday in full-blown lingerie with a trench coat over it, or do I just, you know, wear a cute matching bra and panties on top of just like normal everyday clothes. I don't, I I did not know what to do. And of course, you know, you think Google would help you out. It doesn't. And 
like, I think, I think the first party I wore like a cute matching like lingerie set underneath and just like a lacy top and jeans. I was like, I'll just, you know, semi cash, whatever. And we get to the party and the guy Super hosting nervous. opens the door and he's in a fucking satin robe. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm way overdressed. I don't think I knew. I, obviously, yeah, now I'm like, I don't know. Now I look like I don't know what I'm doing at all. And just like, he just like, oh, yeah, come in. And we showed up late hoping we were going to be like the last couple to arrive. Nope. We were the first couple to arrive. The newbies were the first couple to show up. And yeah. <laughs> we're thinking that we're overdressed. <laughs> and of of course, like it was a joke. He wanted to make us feel that way. It was our first time. He wanted to fuck with us a little bit and think that that's how we were supposed to show up to the party. Oh my God. I would have been, I would have just turned around and gone home. Yeah, I think that might have been. Could have seen a face. Oh Flush. my lord! <laughs> she was like, "Wait, so am I like supposed to get undressed here and then come in, or what's the plan here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm fucking with you guys. Jesus, it was so funny." Oh, he did say that. He's like, he said, "You guys can go in the back room and take your clothes off." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we thought we were gonna have to be nude almost immediately. It was just a joke. <laughs> it's like so you can kind of understand like we're already kind of close with this guy so it was it was very funny but A's face was epic at that moment (laughs) I don't get intimidated very often that was intimidating oh you just thought it was going to be like a nudist party like all right get in here and then it was just like a giant orgy happening in the living room (laughs) yeah just holes everywhere that's what I was expecting yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what ended up actually happening that night (laughs) oh god (laughs) okay so we we probably sat around like the whole day talking about what we should be expecting and then realized we should have no expectations yeah and i think that was the best thing we could have done we went in with no expectations and one rule and the one rule was we always protect ourselves and or two rules we'll ask of course like we always ask we would ask you know permission from the other person if they were comfortable with if anything were to happen and then not to expect anything because we thought it was more of just (laughs) like a meet and greet i guess is what you would call it and yeah that's what i thought it didn't it it wasn't a meet and greet it was a (laughs) it was a surf and turf it was a certain turn. <laughs> That's a damn good way to put it, man. Not even yeah. kidding. <laughs> oh my so god. We and went there. We we went there with no expectations of actually sleeping yeah. with anybody. And long story short, I ended up sleeping with two people there and then my wife at home. Because what I found out early, and it's actually kind of funny for the first month we did this i never came with anyone i couldn't finish with anybody it was the weirdest thing i was fine the whole time but which is i would always come home and i would always come home and finish with a let me ask this really quick you say that you went there without these thoughts of sleeping with or i don't know why we call it sleeping fucking anybody but (laughs) did you both uh do some downstairs grooming before you went. Absolutely. So there was somewhat of a thought that we something may possibly happen. You don't just shave oh, your course. balls for yeah. no reason. Correct. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, there was definitely, I mean, and I wouldn't even call it light grooming. It was like a heavy shower, fresh hair, nice perfume, waxed. Like, I, yeah, I mean... So you, you might, might want to say that you're, you weren't expecting it, but you were hoping to get railed that night. <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm always hoping to get railed. <laughs> so, Jay, let me ask you this. That night, what did these women look like? How did it go down? Like, 
at one point did your pants come off? I just curious how it all progresses. So I was not expecting to do anything that night, really. But um, me and Aubrey were, I guess you could say, like the fresh meat in a sense, I guess. And Aubrey is gorgeous. So, of course, she automatically gets not surrounded, but she gets a lot of attention. Because the beautiful thing about these parties is that everybody's there for the exact same intention. So there is no, like, hey, is it cool if I touch your butt type thing? Like, they just do it. Because everybody's there for the same reason. There's no dancing around it. Like, I straight up. So it's actually kind of funny. So I told Aubrey just to really do whatever she wanted to do. And because I just, I know what her real fantasy was. And I just wanted her to be able to do whatever she needed, you know. And I see her go upstairs with two gentlemen. And so I obviously knew she was going to have some good attention given to her. (laughs) So I'm hanging out downstairs still because there's like a loft upstairs at the house. And it's like a sex room, I guess you could call it. And while she was up there, I was approached by another wife that was there. And she basically laid it all out there. And I feel like I'm glad that she did because I was not going to be the first move person. You know what I'm saying? But me and A both have a thing for older individuals. A is actually the youngest girl I've ever dated. I generally like older women, but with A, it's just something that was always there. So there's a lot of cougars there, and I was approached, and she basically laid it out. I was kind of a hot topic that night, which I was, it really boosts your confidence big time. And um, I wasn't expecting it. So, but basically, we went in there with no intentions, but we also didn't have any walls up either. Does that make sense? Yes. Random question, but what did this house look like? Like, are we talking like suburban America or for some reason in my head, it's like a house in Palm Springs on a golf course. But I'm curious what it really was. Now, there is that uh, where I am currently working right now. There actually is a swinger sex club here in this city where I am right now that is that it's a mansion it's uh like 14,000 square feet and it's it's a swingers sex club this house that we were at the first time was just your normal soccer mom home um soccer you know mom. they they've been in the lifestyle for quite a while and the couple that we actually know um that got us involved in this is actually the creators of this group so they host a lot. So their house is, their kids all know about their stuff and their house is very catered to that lifestyle. Does that make sense? You could be more specific because I love specifics. Exactly. Yeah, when you walk in, <laughs> sorry, when you walk into their house, you look to the left and there is a massive bar that they built. I mean, it just, it looks like the back bar of a bar. There's bottles everywhere. There's pictures. There's a dartboard. There's um, bar stools and refrigerators. And, like, I think there's a couple of pairs of underwear hanging around. And you go to living room. Their living room has a ton of couches. Their backyard is a party backyard. Tons of patio furniture, a hot tub. The counter is big enough for a group of people to be fucking on. And then there's their bedroom, which is like a bed that has like all that support system stuff to tie someone down. Then upstairs, they have a bonus room that is a full sex room. I mean, beds, extra sheets, condoms, lube, vibrators. Uh, they even have that thing um, where you stick your hands and your head in, and it's like a latch down. 
like a guillotine. You like lock the Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was like six benches up there. There was saw horses up there. there a massage table. All kinds of crap tables. Yeah. So in Arizona, Phoenix specifically, we have a group of people that I refer to as lake people. And lake people, they all drive like Chevy Tahoes. They have ranch style homes and they <laughs> they love to entertain at their house. And usually there's like tiki torches somewhere around the pool. They have mm-hmm. bars in their house and in their backyard. And I call them lake people because they, they own boats. They go to the lake. But I have a theory. And now hearing this, about the way their house is and the bar and all that. I have a theory that lake people are always swingers. Like if you're a lake person, you've definitely been <laughs> a swinger. And I, I appreciate you guys for helping to confirm that theory even more. You're welcome. <laughs> so in the house during the party, like Jay, for you, when you were with the, the two women that night, are you just like, whipping your dick out in the living room or is there a set spot in the house of like, Hey, if you dicks out in these select rooms, how does that work? So I was very subdued to a certain point. I mean, yeah, I was loving all the attention and all that stuff and it was fun, but deep down in every man's mind, because in your mind, you feel like you have a nice dick, right? You know, but when you get into this environment, you're like, you know, is my dick as big as that guy's, you know, that's, that's a worry that you have to think about. But what you realize is everybody's different. So yes, I didn't just run around with my dick out and do helicopters everywhere. No, Um, (laughs) I, I didn't do, I didn't get undressed until I was in a room because there was also three bedrooms on the other's of the house that were also used for that which is where i went but no it's definitely nerve-wracking that first time that you go into a room with someone else because they don't know you they don't know how you fuck you know and that is actually a big part of it which is really interesting that i didn't think of um is right before you start doing anything you this girl she you could tell that she was that she could tell I was nervous and she said, well, this is, I just want to let you know how attracted I am to you. Um, I was drawn to you tonight. And what do you like to do? Do you like it rough? Are you a dumb or are you a sub or, you know, and she just laid it all out there and it, it was refreshing because you, at this point, I've never really been in a room with a random girl that was that straightforward besides my wife so you know and um it it throws you for a loop at first you know and then it's like you know that's actually really nice and refreshing at the same time so we talked about what we like and what we don't like and um just started going from there you know but yes i was very nervous how old was this woman so this one actually the first girl I was with that night is actually the youngest girl in the club, actually, at the time, which I was not expecting her to like me because generally older women are the girls that like me. So um, it threw me off. And I was, but I, again, I was also very uh, taken back by it. And I was, it boosted me quite a bit. When we say older women, like, The people who were hosting the event, in my head, you're saying older. Does older mean like in their 50s or are we talking like you pull down their panties and some gold bond powder comes out? Like what's what's the situation? So for me, um, yeah, so I've always liked the mid 40s and higher. The oldest woman I've ever been with was I was 19 and she was 59. So I've already always had that stigma with that. So quick sidetrack. 
Um, how does a 19 year old and a 59 year old get together? And what was the story there? <laughs> um, I was actually married at the time, but I just found out about all this crap. Like she was cheating on me and stuff. Blah blah. At this time, I was in the Navy and I was stationed in Japan. And I came home um, to see her. Long story short, some events fell into place where I found out about all this crap. So I went to the bar and I met this beautiful older woman. She did not look any close to her age, but she was definitely like a sugar mama type vibe, you know? So that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar type mama is exactly my type. That's what I'm looking for in life. (laughs) For real. (laughs) So your husband said that you were going upstairs with two men. And Mm -hmm. what was transpiring with you and these gentlemen? Um, That was the second time that I had gotten with a guy that night. The first time I had gotten with a man he took me into one of the rooms that was downstairs and let's think about this for a second. So when we started this, one of the things that Jay absolutely did not want to do was watch. He did not want to watch me and I was perfectly okay with that. But I, I told him I was going to watch. That's one of my kinks. I love to watch people and me and this guy are, I mean, we're, fucking like we're feeling it it's great and the door opens which like if the door shut you don't go in there unless it's your spouse and so here comes jay he walks in and, and in the back you did but in the back of my mind i i'm sitting there like oh oh no oh fuck because the guy i was with did not know that he did not like to watch i'm thinking one what is he doing what is he going to do and I, I think I, I went into like, maybe not scared, but maybe like a little bit of panic. Like what, what's he thinking? Because I knew that he did not want to watch. And he just comes in very casual and stands there and watches us. Nothing. I mean, he just I, I kind asked, of enjoyed it. I asked if it was okay to yes. be man. In the, and his answer was epic, actually. He goes, dude, this is your wife. You can watch all you want. Yeah, this is like in the middle of us fucking, and yeah, he watches for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He watches for a little bit, and then he leaves. Jay, what were you feeling in that moment of walking in and watching your wife be fucked by another man? Well, I thought to myself. I was like, well, I was always against watching because I, I mean, I think there's a part of every man that doesn't want to see his wife get railed by another man. So I wanted to see if it was going to bother me or not. And I knocked on the door and I was like, Hey bud, you know, is it okay if I come in and watch, I want to see how it makes me feel. And that that's when it happened. And I realized that it turned me on more than I expected. You were standing there with a half chub at least. I think it was more of a spiritual high for me. Like it, it was just hot. Like it was, I didn't get a boner off of it, but I was definitely enjoying watching her get pleasured. It's hot. And that's when you know that your love for that person is far beyond what you thought. Do you think that? When you guys went into this swinger lifestyle, did you feel like you were searching for, like, and and be honest with me, be as fucking honest as possible, but do you feel like you went into it hoping to find a better connection to each other, or were you really just kind of looking to have fun? I really think we were just looking to have fun, and then along the way we became more connected. I think that it was like, oh, you know, we want to try, you know, different experiences with different people. And because really in the lifestyle, 
you have to have a connection with people. You have to have something there. Um, and everybody brings something different. But there has to be so much honesty, so much communicating. Like we talk about everything and that is what brought us closer together. And just we were having to be completely raw with each other. I mean, I we're, we are def- we thought we were a strong couple before. We're definitely stronger. We were actually told that night, um, that first party, um, we were told by a few of the, I guess you could say, veteran couples that it seemed like we've been doing it for 10 years. And it's just because we are so comfortable in, in our relationship that there's just no doubt in each other's minds that we are each other's person. But the other thing that we realized is how open we were compared to some of the other couples. Because the thing that throws you for a loop at first is when you go to a party like that, you just expect, like, in your head, what's going to happen is this is going to be a fucking orgy everywhere. You know what I'm saying? That's what was in my head because I'm fucking like nine years old. So I thought it was just going to be like an orgy, everything, blah, blah, blah. But what we found out that night was there's some interesting rules that some other couples have that just like blew our mind. Um, Cause we don't really have any like crazy rules. We just, our number one rule is obviously we always stay safe with each other. We always tell each other, Hey, I'm going to go back there. And then our other rule is no exes. And that's really it. But the rules side of things, every couple is different. Like we met this one couple where, she doesn't allow her husband to kiss at all. He can fuck him, but he can't kiss him. And it's like, that is hilarious. Or we met this other couple, but I think it's part of their kink, but she doesn't allow him to finish. And I think it's part of their like BDSM thing. Cause he's a sub and she, she was a dom. Speaking of finishing Jay, you had said that you couldn't finish or that you didn't, you said you couldn't finish with these other people who were not your wife. And I'm curious just to know why you think that is. I think I just had a mental block. And the first part of you starting this lifestyle is, is fun and exciting. You know, we have our own tender profiles. I also have a a bumble and a field uh, profile as well. And, what you realize through everything is yeah it's still fun to meet someone off of a a tinder app and go and sleep with them but what me and her both have realized that no one really compares to our partner is the inability to finish just something that happened this first night or is it something that happens often no, so it actually happened for about the first month and a half that we started. Um, even when I got my new job, it even happened one time with the first girl I was ever with here. And then after that, the block was gone. I don't know what it was or what clicked. or It wasn't like an epiphany of any kind. It's just I was able to finally do that, I guess. But what it was the first time is just, when you have the sexual connection that I've always had with a, you don't have that with that other person. So they don't know how you fuck. They don't know how, what exactly you like. Like, I feel like I can speak for my wife on this and I'm not just trying to toot my own horn. She can admit that there's no one else that can eat her pussy. Like I can. That should go on a Hallmark card. I think. (laughs) I'm putting it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I think and I think people need to understand that men not finishing is normal. There is this stigma around the fact that like men aren't turned on or something is wrong with them or you did or like women think that they did something wrong if they can't get a guy to come. But so much can go into a man not coming. Stress and confidence. They could feel 
nervous. I mean, it's, it's, it's very normal. And then it just, it's a comfortability thing too. Like you have to, there's this huge thing in the back of guys' minds that if they come, you know, the chick's going to get pregnant or something, you know, there's always that too in society or stuff like that. So it's definitely normal. But also, like, n- nobody can get him off like I can. So I'll take credit for that, too. Again, another Hallmark card. These are things maybe I'll sell in the uh, Beyond the Secret merch store. No one Absolutely. can your pussy like I can, sweetheart. <laughs> so I'm. there's so much I feel like I want to go over with you guys. But the I am, to kind of clarify, you guys started as swingers, but you also kind of identify as polyamorous. Yeah. How did you graduate from swingers and swinger parties into like, hey, he's traveling, he might want to fuck someone on the road, and he's like, how did that happen? I think it was finding people that could bring something else into your life that maybe I couldn't do at that time. So share that that quote, eh, um, that you heard that so far that quote that you got from our friends that quote is the best explanation that i've ever gotten that just really clicked in my head when people people are always very curious when they find out our lifestyle like they're very curious and they always ask a lot of questions and this is my this is the best way to explain it is you know in the world like we are allowed to have as many friendships as we want like nobody puts a cap on how many friends you can have nobody puts a cap on how many best friends or connections you can have with other people but however we always put this lid on how many relationships you can have and all your friends bring something different into your life they each fill your cup in a different way not one friend fills your cup up a hundred percent and that is how we feel about marriage and I, I mean, I feel that way completely about relationships in general, but I'll never press my views onto other people. And I feel like I can never fill Jay's cup up 100%, 100% of the time. And he can't do that. He can't do that for me. It's, 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 it's impossible to have that expectation for somebody. And if he is out of town and I'm out of town or he's he's going for a night out and i'm going for a night out or something like that like we we can never be a hundred percent for each other all the time i think that opened the door to seeing other people separately everybody that we come into contact with if if it's a date or um a hookup or whatever i mean they know they know right off the bat that we're married and we are not looking for at this moment we are not looking for boyfriends and girlfriends and so that's definitely laid out there you know right in the beginning as to like what we are what we look for and we talk all the Um, time about who we're dating and who we're going out with and we send each other pictures and Sometimes, you know, they they want to talk to me and make sure that I'm a real wife, like I'm a real person. And so, you know, they'll reach out to me and I'm like, yeah, like, please, please go out with him and like suck his dick. I want to ask you guys, and this might be a question that is maybe difficult to put into words if and it's OK if you can't. But I'm curious if either of you could state like what are the things that you might feel like the other one can't quite fill in your cup. And I understand that some of it is just space and time. Like if he's not there or he's not available, but I feel like there has to be other things. Um, I think, I mean, I think for me is that I, I will always, if I'm, when I'm looking for somebody, like if we are like on our online dating or whatever, I, I will always look for more of a dominant person. That's usually one of the first questions I ask. I, some people are very taken back by it, but like, I just, I'm not going to waste my time. So I look for 
anybody who is dominant is going to teach me something new. Maybe somebody who's been in the lifestyle longer than I have. I guess that like teacher student dynamic of having somebody that's very experienced in the dominant world. And that's what I try. I mean, that's for me, that's what I look for. Well, and we also have to put it in perspective too. You are a very strong, independent woman, a dominant woman. And that's something that attracted me to her a long time ago. So she's a very, I know for a fact that she doesn't need me. Does that make sense? Like, I know for a fact that she could get through life just fine without me. But it's the fact that she still wants me there is love in my mind. But because she is such a strong and independent woman, when she is in the bedroom, she wants to be completely vulnerable. She doesn't want to be that strong, independent woman in the bedroom. That's her place. That's her playroom to be not dominant. That's where she wants to get dominated. And Jay, what would you say you're looking for when you're going outside of your marriage? So what's funny is you would think that your first jerk reaction is to find something that's not your wife, right? But what's funny is she has a clear type on her tender, and I do too. And her type, it's really funny. So despite one or two of her matches that are African and American, the majority of her matches look just like me, which is hilarious. Um, And then most of my matches are also thick and curvy, big boobed women. And um, that's what my wife is too. She's beautiful, thick and curvy, and that's what I like. When you guys are looking to go out and and experience someone else, are you guys looking for hookups or are you looking for dates? Are you looking to go back to someone's place and watch Netflix? Like, Or is it pretty much like... I really honestly just want to fuck. The majority of the the guys that I've met, they've always taken me out on a date first. I'm, I'm definitely like a connections person. I really could care less about what you look like and more about how you make me feel and like our vibe. And so for me, like I always want to meet them out in public and speak to them and kind of like get their background and feel like what type of person they are and what's something different that they could bring into my life. And I can, I mean, I can usually tell right off the bat what type of person they are in the bedroom. I'm a pretty good reader of people, but I definitely prefer to date first and then, and then, and then we'll fuck. Jay, do you feel like you date or you screw around? (laughs) <laughs> no, I'd say um, I'm going to start out by saying we both kind of prefer, I guess, playing together, if that makes sense. But due to circumstances of me working out of state and stuff like that, um, we have to do the hookup thing. I don't try and find a relationship. It's more of just hooking up um but you definitely have to have a vibe you definitely have to have a connection with that individual first and and i just have to say this it is so much easier for a woman on tinder than it is a man because a woman can just be like hey you're hot you want to talk blah 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 and a guy's like oh yeah no problem man i'm I'm right here my name's joe how are you doing for a guy it gets tiring sometimes because I actually got to the point where I had to change the description of my profile Mm -hmm. because I would have girls like me just to be able to message me and tell me off, tell me I'm lying, tell me I'm cheating on my wife, you're a cheater. So I actually had to change my profile description on Tinder to just saying that I'm not married on there anymore. And then once we get to talking, I throw it out there and I explain what's going on. Um, but it's it's crazy that I had to do that. It's crazy that the men get judged more than the 
women do. And I feel like it's very interesting. That's why we also prefer the app like Field because Field is a swinger app. It's mainly based for couples. And what's cool about that app is our profiles can get linked to, together. So anybody who sees us knows without a doubt what we are and what we're about. So the polyamory part of your relationship really only came about because of the excessive amount of time that you guys are apart from one another. Yes. Before Jay got this new job where he's traveling, we had people that we would meet here while we were together too that weren't maybe that weren't necessarily part of our swinger group because the swinger groups mind you some of them don't meet as couples they'll meet as individuals it's like everybody kind of has their own thing like you will have couples that will only meet as couples but you also have people who um their spouses go out separately with another spouse yeah so what they mean is like there's a lot of couples that will only do full swaps and they'll only do full swaps in the same room as well how often do you feel like there are fights between you guys because of the swinging or the polyamory never oh yeah i was gonna say that's not usually something we ever fight about i think i mean if we ever fight it's usually it's about you know it's about your like normal relationship bullshit and there's never any sense of jealousy between you guys when it comes to this stuff oh now, I want I, no i definitely think there's that. that's normal so a is not a jealous type she never has been she never will be because she is the type of person that can absolutely take emotions out of sex and me i am a jealous type to a certain point i wish a was more jealous sometimes or maybe she doesn't tell me that she is because she is not the type of person that will express the fact that she is jealous because she sees it as a vulnerability for some dumbass reason so um and i think it's endearing and cute and i wish she would get more jealous sometimes but um she probably enjoys i don't actually have a jealousy issue anymore after we've gone through this and we've you really don't know your rules until you actually start doing stuff as well as what we found out so um you don't know what's going to bother you until something happens and then if it does bother you we just talk about it but again in that instance we've never really had any real issues no and you don't know a boundary till it's crossed when was exactly. a time but we haven't so we haven't really found a boundary that bothers us yet to be honest well that was my question i was going to say when was a boundary crossed <laughs> yeah i mean well, there, there, I, I like a boundary there, but like i will not do i will not do anal with anybody but my husband again another hallmark card i think <laughs> I anal happy valentine's day <laughs> There is still so much more to all of this. We didn't even get to finish talking about the night of that first party. So I'm excited for the Patreon live Q&A with them. And they are really excited. They love getting to talk about their lifestyle. And I am more than willing to share my platform with them to do so because I love listening to it. I love learning all about it. And that's the point of this show, to learn. Hey, if you haven't yet left a five-star review for the podcast, I would love it if you would. Just right now, really quick, open up your app, slide to five stars, maybe write a few nice words, but like nothing else. I'm not looking for constructive criticism. Some people seem to think that, you know what, this ace guy, he seems really open to letting, to knowing my opinion. 
And that could not be further from the truth. I just want fluff, make me feel good about myself. My self-esteem is always in the shitter, so please don't make me stay here any longer. Uh, That's it. Uh, You know, if you don't like the podcast, just turn it off. Also, if you have a secret that you want to share on the podcast, you can send an email to beyondthesecretpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that is it. I will see all of you on the 28th for the live Q&A. But until then, thank you for being here, for listening, and for being open to new perspectives. Everybody has a secret.